Instagram the other day that it feels a little bit like one of like a book or a movie where it sort of takes place out of time. Like it's not like there's not like a designated like oh it's the Nixon era. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like because we haven't really named it because it's still sort of in the works. I just feel like it's like outside of the style of a canon, which actually gives me a lot less stress than like agita about it. Yeah, we get to be a little more free. Yeah, we're just having fun. So I want to get right into it. There's actually less like of the moment stuff I want to talk about this week. Okay. So, just fair warning, this is going to get, like, really deep really fast. Whoa. Okay, great. Evergreen deepness. Yeah. <laughs> the deepest of evergreen content. Okay. Although, all that said, now I'm about to tell you, it's based on something that went up on the site this week, so. Okay, cool. Uh, take that for what you will. But basically, we talked about the idea of, like, do you dress up for yourself? Do you dress up for the other people? Do you use positive feedback? as reinforcement for making an effort. And I'll admit that I think I put something up kind of hastily about that. And I, my take was basically whatever makes you feel encouraged to keep going in like your personal journey of self-improvement is a good thing. And then someone in the comments mentioned that like relying too much on external feedback can be just as damaging as like putting yourself on a negative like self-talk loop. So I admit that it's a lot more nuanced than just, hey, when a girl gives me compliments, then I'm going to, you know, wear another colored shirt tomorrow. Like, I know it's more nuanced than that, but I'm curious what you think. Um, my gosh, you are kind of starting deep, but I think, I know, and maybe it's not the best thing ever, but I for sure rely on positive feedback from other people, and I use that to help inform, um, sort of my like collective thought about myself. I think I try to keep it as internal as I can and um, get the good vibes that I need from doing things that like I in my, you know, in my heart and soul feel like um, bring me joy, make me feel successful, give me confidence. Um, But I also feel like whatever, I'm like, I'm a sucker for a compliment. I'm a sucker for positive reinforcement from people in all areas, dressing, especially, um, in, I don't know, all this weird fitness that I've been doing this week, which has really been a big step for me. You guys, I went to two fitness classes this week, um, two, and both of them were really, really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I only went to one with you, but of the one, I am still recovering. Yeah. And so, but it was great to have the, like, positive reinforcement of my muscles hurting so much for days and days and days this week, and from the people teaching the classes, and from you, and from the people who were with me, like, yeah, like, wasn't that fun? Like, don't you feel good? You did a good job, and I was like, I did do a good job, mm-hmm. and then I felt good about myself, so. That's sort of what I ended up, where I came down, because, I mean, I probably think about this both more than a lot of people, but then also I maybe see the results of positive feedback so often in terms of with our readers that I just like believe in it intrinsically and don't think it's a bad thing that almost in some ways I don't think about it enough in terms of the negative or or the downside of of positive feedback. So for me, it was like a real mind bender that someone was kind of like, but maybe you end up relying too much on people's positive feedback to the point that you're only getting dressed well for other people. And I think that people listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. can't see this, but like people that are watching us on Instagram stories notice that we're both wearing crew neck sweatshirts right now. Neck sweatshirts. So like, and like, I feel great. 
I love this sweatshirt, but like, I'm not wearing this because other people think I look hot in it. Like, <laughs> no. like I definitely yeah. don't um, dress like sexy in a very like that's a very generalized true statement about me. But then when I do, then I that's when I get the positive reinforcement. Duh, of course. But what's really interesting is like that doesn't change my habits. Like I I like dressing Agreed. sexy every Agreed. now and again, and then I like dressing like this, like yeah. comfortable but like pulled together just as much. So I think for me, maybe it's just that that's not a problem for me. Like I'm not someone who needs that sort of feedback yeah. um, to make the effort. Like I'm gonna make the effort when I want, and then I'm gonna make the effort, but just in different ways. When I yeah, because I still think I look really cute today. Yeah, but it's not. I think you look cute too. Thanks, Taylor. Okay, all right. I guess I didn't need the feedback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. Just in the same way that for some people, like they're really easily triggered by food or by their parents or whatever, whereas other people aren't. Like it's just yeah. we all have really different relationships to like the stuff that is external in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too because I think for women. Too, there's a difference between feeling like you look like someone saying, oh, you look really nice, or being like, whoa, you look hot and sexy. My prime example of this is when we went to the polo match this summer, and you guys may have caught some of the, like, multitudes of hot takes of content because we drank a lot of champagne and we're, like, really having a fun time, but we both also, like, wore these, like, really fun, dare I say, super fucking sexy dresses from... Rent the runway. The shirt brought you runway. Yeah, and like Meg and I have really different body types, but we both were like showing a lot of boob, basically. Like my dress was like really low, like this. My boobs are small and they were kind of smashed, but it was like a lot of skin. And Megan was wearing more of like a bustier kind of like 50s pinup dress that was like really fitted. And both of us got so much positive feedback from people during the day. And like it was hard for, I like don't show a lot of skin a lot of times. You don't really either like. But when you do, it's a whole different kind of feedback, I would say, than, like, oh, like, from a woman or a coworker or something being like, oh, I love this cool blouse you're wearing at work today versus, like, dang, like, you look hot. Yeah. So there's, for women, I think there's a little bit of a difference between. Sure. And I guess maybe that's something I think about, too, is this idea that for guys, there's not necessarily that, like, hey, you look sexy versus just, like, oh, hey, you look really nice and put together today. Like, hey, you look really nice and put together is pretty much the best compliment that a guy like, get. That is sexy, right? Like, I feel like those things kind of can be the same with guys. Right, which comes back to the idea that it's the effort that is so attractive. Absolutely. And so, I guess that, except with Henley's. <laughs> which is the Taylor Davies special, my literal favorite. Which you can't really wear to a board meeting, that's true. No, but it is like a wonder bra for Matt. I think, though, that that's why I don't see there being such a downside to men dressing up with the hope, maybe not the assumption, but the yeah. hope that women notice and, if not, call them out on it and, like, mention it, at least kind of, like, look at them more approvingly or uh -huh. whatever it is, because it's not the same as saying, hey, you should go wear, like, a bandage dress to work, right? Like, some sexy thing. It's just saying, yeah. hey, why don't you literally put on a shirt and tie? Because yep. women's, like, tongues will roll out in that, like, cartoony way. Yeah, like, tuck your if shirt in, you great belt, whatever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's why I don't see it being so um, nuanced after all, because it is different for men and women. Like, the way that women yes. get external feedback on their clothes is generally by wearing very different clothes than what men 
or like there's two ways of getting external feedback when you're a woman and for men it's really just the one it's like you either kind of look nice and put together or yeah you don't. yeah and I'd be curious to see if, if um anybody watching or listening thinks that's true like if you if like guys out there say like if you think there's a difference between looking like kind of like sexy maybe is the word or just like looking really put together because like I mean with guys you get the kind of like you can do the tight t-shirt factor like you know because I think women aren't like I feel like if I see like once the springtime comes and like guys are wearing like their short sleeve button down shirts I'm like ooh like that arm. Like, like always seen that queer eye, like yes. all season. Tan, mm-hmm. just tan. Have you thought about a short sleeve button down shirt? Yeah. And then the guys are like, I hadn't. Yeah. And everyone is just like, minds are blown. Yeah. Have you thought about wearing the Bonobos Riviera in every color it comes in? Because we'd all like it. The show brought you by the Bonobos Riviera shirt. It's true, honestly. Yeah. We love the Riviera. And it comes in like 18 different. Oh, it's so good. It's great. It's so good. Um, actually, speaking of that, segues really nicely into oh. the next topic I want to talk about. Did you read the article on the cut this week about um, uh, the idea of wearing a turtleneck on a first date? Oh my God, no! Oh, I put it in the outline. Sorry, oh. I had a crazy week. Oh my God! So <laughs> I don't, I can't even remember who wrote it. Maybe Allison Davis, but it was just this idea that like this woman has come to the realization that she has her perfect first date outfit and it's a turtleneck and she feels and she sort of understands that it's maybe an unexpected choice because it's not quote unquote sexy yeah. or like what a man would maybe be like hoping that she'd be revealing yeah um oops um yeah. but she feels really confident in it and she feels like it kind of speaks to her personality absolutely like she is someone who is sort of a pulled together covered up mm-hmm. conservative person yeah she's setting expectations also a little bit. 100%. So, I love that idea. So, I'm curious, do you have, like, a perfect first date outfit, like, that you reach for again and again, and do you think that there's one that, like, that's on the bus for men that, like, could be, like, a perfect, like, yes, you might do different things on a first date, but, like, a generalized perfect first date outfit. Absolutely. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) So, this is extremely relevant content for me in this very moment, because... In the last three weeks, I have gone on three first dates, and I wore the exact same outfit on all three of them. Ooh. Uh-huh. And on all three dates, I got asked for a second date before the night was over. Okay. So, I am getting positive reinforcement and positive feedback from this outfit. Yeah. And my roommate and I were sort of joking. She was like, so basically, like, it's not you getting asked out. It's the outfit. Like, it's the blouse. So it's a blouse. So I mean, I would. Oh, I'm so. Okay, let me tell you about the blouse. Tell me about the blouse. I'll tell you the whole outfit. So the blouse is a crew neck, um, white sleeveless blouse with like a ruffle that goes from the shoulder just down the middle. Like it's just like one ruffle, and it's like a silk top, so it's really like kind of floaty, airy. The teensy, teensiest bit sheer, so I wear, like, a little the same color lace bra underneath that you can, like, barely see if you, like, really stare. Mm-hmm. Um, tuck the front into high-waisted black destroyed denim. Perfect. And then I have... Define the waist. Always got to find the waist. Uh, with chunky-heeled black ankle boots that have, like, a three-and-a-half-inch heel. And this is something that I do... for guys, is the three-and-a-half-inch heel, is that a lot? It's pretty tall. 
it's walkable because it's nice and thick, but it's a pretty tall. I would say four inches is like when women are wearing like party sandals, like to a wedding and stuff. You're working with like a four inch heel, so it's just slightly below that. So you're putting in the work. I'm putting in the work. I always make an effort on the first date because even if I'm not super pumped about it, you just never know, and I always want to look good like I do a full face of makeup I always wear eyeliner I always do my hair I take a shower right before I go on the date and get fully ready Mm -hmm. that evening like I'll come home and make time and like get fully ready and do my whole thing um so I get very good positive reinforcement from the same outfit it's easy for me to reach for the same outfit kind of like I feel like guys like to have that easy go-to look and so for me for the first date that's what it is a couple necklaces or I actually should have my work hoop earrings last time so for guys, the f- I feel like it's pretty easy. Uh, my favorite first date look would be a sort of medium wash chambray and or denim shirt, long sleeve, untucked, black slim cut jeans, and a brown shoe. Sneakers maybe if they're really good sneakers. Like if you're a sneakerhead and they're cool, Stan Smith's also an option. Um... What about on the flip side, just like a really nice leather sneaker, like an M. Jemmy or something where it's sort of a... Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like you just want the sneakers to look like you put in a little bit of effort. Um, so I feel like I'm pretty flexible on the footwear as long as it kind of makes the whole look, look put together. Yeah, a shoe can either be sort of an exclamation point or it can be a period. And either is fine, but you just don't want, like, an ellipses. <laughs> oh. But, like... <laughs> shoe shouldn't be something that makes the outfit feel off. It should either just sort of, like, like low-key complete it, or be like, th- that's the part where it's like, oh. Like, where you want to be, like, this is where I show my personality because I'm someone who cares a lot about shoes. Right. It's really just, don't screw the shoe up. It's, there should be thought there. Yeah, and it's interesting, at the last, a few first dates that I've been on, a couple guys that I've gone out with, have they come right from work, and because we live in New York, a lot of these guys who work in finance or in any of those sort of like corporate I've had guys come in a full suit for day one which then also that's why I dress up with a blouse on my first dates because sometimes if the guy comes in a suit you don't want to like look to roll in wearing something super casual and then feel like it's really unbalanced like this summer I dated a guy who always came from work and always was wearing a suit and so like I was like putting on the wrist like we went on like three or four dates and like every time I was like okay here I go I have to put on a little heel it was the summer I was wearing a little dress like it was a whole like because we would I wanted us to look good yeah together yes and we did but then he ghosted so (laughs) right but yes you would have looked like you were his little sister or something if you showed up yeah I wanted the effort to match even though he was sort of like coming off of um work and kind of would joke with me that this was like not his personal style at all I wanted to sort of match the energy of his look do you want to talk about dating app pictures yeah do you want to yeah really badly okay really badly all right we can do it quickly I feel like we can no you know what it's fine all right so because I pay attention to the outline I saw that that was on the outline I just didn't see that you added the article from the cut I know that you want Quite badly to talk about dating app pictures. Yeah, I do. So, talk to me, Taylor. Okay, so, I'm on the swiping apps. I'm very actively using them. And I feel like I've just... Excuse me, edit out that word. Developed is what I meant to say. 
um, a little bit of a spidey sense about guys based on their photos. I feel like I'm getting much, much better at figuring out who people are uh, based on what their pics are. Um, do you want me to talk about things I like or things I don't like? Let's start with things you like, and then please frame the things you don't like as tips for what to avoid. Okay. <laughs> Keep it positive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not here to nag and we're not here to bring people down because truly I think also the nature of dating apps can be, it's such a grind. Yeah, it's a grind and it can be really degrading to feel like you've been reduced to a bunch of pictures and people putting their fingers all over them. So what do I like? I love a smile. Like, I think just a great smile in your first photo that's just of you is like, and I think you'll read this anywhere you, if you Google dating app picture tips it'll be like a picture just of you smiling facing forward they say like body language is really important like if you're sort of facing forward more open people like that more you're like people are more receptive to it rather than looking closed off me personally because I am kind of outdoorsy and I'm seeking to meet someone who like when we leave New York will like go do outdoorsy things I like seeing pictures of people hiking skiing um not snowboarding because I don't snowboard I mean, you can go skiing with a snowboarder, can't you? Is that really a knock for you? It's tough on the chairlift. Mm. Because they're all wonky getting off the chairlift. It's easier if they're all together. Like, stay in your lane. Which is not to say, if there's not a beautiful snowboarder out there who thinks that I'm a dreamboat, we can make it work. We can ride on separate chairs and just text each other on the way up the chair. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. You're already making it work. Everything will be fine. I'm all about compromise because <laughs> I'm an adult woman. Um, so the outdoorsiness is important to you. So... But that's like, and that's like a personal thing. But I would mm-hmm. say, um, I like photos that are clear, photos that show maybe that you like to travel. And I think photos later on with friends to show that you like have friends. Have friends. I, I guess that's like sort of important. But um, I think the key with dating app photos is to sort of give the range, like show that you've got the range. Do you like, and show what you like to do. Do you like to go like, be at bars with your friends? Do you like to travel? Do you like to be outdoors? Or are you like playing chess in the park with your friends? Or are you cooking? Are you a chef? Like, sure. I think to that point, I think it's the idea of, it's not do have outdoorsy pictures or don't have outdoorsy pictures. It's make sure that you are showing, like you said, the full range of who you are because people are going to self-select. Like if you're being a DJ on the weekends or whatever, and you have a picture of you being like, doing your DJ stuff, yeah. anyone who doesn't want to date a DJ is going to be like, my, and that's fine. Right, because you want to take those people out of the pool because the right. pool of online dating is already so big that, as you said, self-selecting is helpful, not hurtful. Yes. You don't want to catfish people, and you want to bring in the people that you think you might actually have a real connection with. Right. You wouldn't really want to waste your time on someone who you're hoping that they're outdoorsy, and they didn't have any pictures that were outdoorsy, but then you get on your first date, and they're like, I hate the outdoors. Like, I wish squirrels would die or whatever. Right, like, I'm not yet. Exactly. So, yeah, I think you want to show your range and kind of be truthful to who you are. Um, And then, okay, tips that are framed in a positive way about what you don't want to see. Um, I feel like it's like an SAT question. Like, here's, use, give three examples, use references. Like, back, sort of, cite your sources. Pull up my Tinder for you guys right now and show you all the things I don't want to see. Uh, <laughs> that's, another pod. that's the pod for another day. The mirror selfie thing I see a lot, and 
I know that some guys, like, you live on your own, you get dressed up for something, and you're like, maybe this is going to be my only opportunity to sort of, like, show that I can, like, put on a suit or, like, put on an outfit. Just ask someone else to take the photo for you. Uh, Mirror selfies with guys, to me, it doesn't show any part of your personality, and it the same way you kind of probably would look at a woman who's like all if all of her photos are selfies or bikini pics or like whatever they don't show a variety and they just sort of i don't know they don't speak to me the right way blurry photos they like welcome to 2018 like every photo you take on a phone now can be clear like what are we what are we talking about like old photos like i've just seen like a lot of guys who have like old photos that are grainy and like a photo that they took with like like an old photo that's like sitting on a table and they took a photo of that no i'm talking like a probably like pulling in a facebook photo from like 2012 that's super old and then zooming in and it's like blurry there's no need for that now and you shouldn't be showing pictures of yourself from a long time ago unless you literally look exactly the same so keep your photos current clear and i feel like you yeah show the range things not to do no blurry mirror selfies are stupid all selfies which i've seen a lot of only selfies makes you oh like like every photo all five are just selfies yeah that person's definitely a sociopath and like where's your friends yeah what are you doing where's your life okay those are my tips like be yourself clear photos show the range yeah what's the perfect first photo just you smiling no sunglasses fully dressed explain the no sunglasses want to see your eyes and this is a thing that i work on too because i take a lot of pictures with sunglasses on and that's when i think i look cute because um there's a whole thing with sunglasses they add symmetry to your face so they make people look more attractive like that's just something because naturally your eyes are a little bit not quite perfectly symmetrical uh i mean mine are but Good for you. Wow. No, I'm just Some kidding. Some of us have a weird lazy eye when we smile, so. I'm kidding. Mm. Uh, so, no sunglasses because you want to, because sunglasses are misleading. So, always you want the first photo to be your real face, facing forward, clear, smiling, laughing, and just you. Because the group photo is the first photo. Everybody gets confused, and without a doubt, you will be the least attractive person in that photo. It is science. <laughs> so. Taylor's Law. Yep. It happens every time. You see the group, and you find the cute guy, and you swipe to the next photo, and you're like, it wasn't him. It was the least attractive of the bunch. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that if they're like, well, I'm in the center, and you're like, no, like, your eye goes to the handsomest one, not to the center one? Unfortunately, yeah. You're sort of looking around. Your group photo draws your eye in all these different places, and yeah, you do kind of assume maybe it's the center guy, but that's, it's, you want to start with just, like, this is me. Here I am. All right, those are my takes. Good tips. Thanks. And now it's time for hot takes. Um, I just dropped mine in before you got here. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear what it is. And it's actually, it's something that I just keeps coming up this week, so I feel like it must be something that needs to be talked about. Okay, wow. But I had drinks with a friend the other night who I've known since college, Mm -hmm. Greek guy, married, and was, like, giving me relationship advice. Okay. Unsolicited. Of course, it always is. It was fine. It was totally fine. Uh, and he was just saying, like, Megan, like, you have to understand, like, everything else goes away. And this is someone who's, like, my age. So he's been married for, like, two years. And he's just, like, everything else goes away, but you gotta have good banter. Banter. You have to, like, make each other laugh. You have to have fun together. Because, like, everything else gets kind of, like, normal. But if they can keep surprising you with, like, what they have to say or their take on the world, like, you're never going to get bored. Yeah. In the same way that you're going to get bored of, like, 
looking at their naked body because it keeps being the same naked body. And I was kind of like, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, like, someone who is, like, trying to be in my life right now, and I'm like, that's a really bad idea, but he's really good on text. <laughs> and so we just keep texting. And... I mean, you admit it, like, you're like, I've made really bad decisions, too, romantically, because I just enjoy this person's company. Mm -hmm. Well, and we keep coming back to this thing of texting, too, where, like, and I told you, I had that basically, this was my problem, the guy that I dated, a guy for, like, three months, and then we broke up, didn't talk for a few weeks, and then texted without ever meeting up for, like, a year. (sighs) A year. And you know what? I couldn't give it up because I loved the banter. Yeah. And it was, like, so, like, it was, like, we were both giving each other attention, and we had, like, like you said, the same kind of takes on the world, and so I just, like, enjoyed the talking so much that I was making unhealthy choices again and again and again to keep up this conversation when, like, probably somewhere in the back of my head, it was holding me back from moving forward with new people because I was so, like, hung up on the banter. Texting. So what it made me realize is that, like, sure, there are plenty of, like, Samanthas out there in the world, but, like, I would contend that most women lust after the B more than the D. Here she goes. And I don't think that that's, like, an unreasonable statement. Like, I really do actually think that. Like, I think a woman is going to think more fondly and hold on, like, hang on to something that might even be slipping away because she enjoys the other person so much, even if, like the sex isn't that good, or, like, they fight all the time, or whatever, whatever, like, if a guy is just, like, fun to be around or to text with or to talk to, like, it makes up for so many sins, and so I guess my hot take this week is, like, the question of, do you think that you can develop bantering skills, or do you think it's just something you either are, like, good at, or you suck at it? I think you certainly can build your banter muscles, but I also think, oh, this is what I was going to say. It's like a chemistry thing where you'll find your banter person, right? Like you and I have different things we're looking for in banter and different people vibe in different ways. So like I like vibe with someone who likes to talk a lot, right? Like that's my banter speed is sort of like fast talking stories and sort of like a lot of like bop 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 whereas some people are like a little bit more strong silent type and their sort of banter level might be a little more low-key and not quite so much talking all the time because I think you and I are like talkers Talkers. (laughs) I think you might be right yeah so I think you can find your banter match no matter what kind of person you are even if like lots of like talk talk talking isn't really your thing you can find a woman who like is on your level with that but I do think that as far as dates and being a good date and kind of flexing that muscle it can certainly be improved upon the more you do it the more you talk to strangers the more you engage on dates and all this stuff it gets easier and you sort of learn to adapt I agree with that I think putting yourself out there P-Y-O-T. P-Y-O-T. So important. Yeah. I agree. I think to be interesting, you have to be interested. Yep. And so ask her questions. Yep. If she says something, build on it. Don't just say, you know, if it's, how's your day? It was good. I, whatever, had a meeting. Don't be like, cool, so what are you doing tomorrow? Be like, what was the meeting about? Exactly. That's, I like, don't use that as an example, but. I think I wrote this in one of the articles that I wrote for Style Girlfriend, like, it was, like, first date tips or something, and one of them was, like, a very simple tip, but it's the follow-up question. So, 
ask you one question, easy. But when you listen and then ask the question that builds off of, like you just said, it really makes all the difference. And that's how a great conversation uh, builds. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I've taken, like, one improv class. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, they talk a lot about, like, being in the moment. And being in the moment is more important than, like, trying to be funny. And like, it's this idea of, like, you just need to be there and the funny parts will come. And sure. I totally believe that. I think that really applies to banter. I think you can find a way to be funny, but you have to be present. Like, you're oh, not, yeah. like, trying to make, like, a bada-bing kind of joke. It's, like, you got to walk before you can run. <laughs> you cannot come in hot trying to be funny if you can't listen and engage. Like, that will read so wrong. Yeah. That's what I think. Me too. Okay. Uh, Taylor, what's your hot take? Woo! Okay. My hot take, you guys, is sort of building off the Olympics uh, come down, because guess what? I'm still not over it, and I'm going to keep talking about the Olympics until the end of time, because I love them so much. Or until the next Olympics. Until the next Olympics. Hi, see you in 2020 Tokyo. Um, okay, my hot take is that, so basically to set this up, I was reading a lot about this ice dancing couple from Canada, uh, Tessa Virtue and uh, Scott Moyer. Is this the one that's like... They say they're not a couple, but everyone's yes. like, you touch way too essentially to not be a couple. Yeah. Like, Drama. Drama. So everybody loves this. They've been skating together for, like, 20 years. It's a whole thing. And I was reading up on it, like, the curious cat that I am when the Olympics come around. I have to read all the info. And I kept reading all these articles from The Cut and from a few other places that are all women's focused media, and they keep using the word horny. Horny, horned up, horn, all, like, just over and over and over. And I, like, it, Megan's, like, cringing because it's such a funny word. It's such a guy word. It's so, yeah, it's such a guy word. And all these women's publications were using it to talk about this couple, like, being, like, talking about, like, being, like, horned up, this and that. And then um, this podcast that I listened to, um, one of the hosts described Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther being like, I couldn't focus because I was too horned up. So they're not saying horny, they're saying horned up. Is this some no, variation? Both. Horned up. You just don't even want to say horny. Horny, 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 horny. Oh. And now I'm trying to get more comfortable with it because I prefer for some reason reading it in that context, I was like, maybe we need to take back horny. <laughs> <laughs> so my hot take is what do you guys think about the use of the word horny? Like, is it kind of gross? Is it sort of silly? Can you use it in any context that doesn't make it sound kind of gross? Like, I would never talk about, I would never come to your house and be like, <laughs> you're already grossed out. Like, if I were to come over and, like, sipping my coffee, like, mm, how's your day? Like, Megan's like, how's it going? Like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I have to be honest with you, I am super horny. I would literally never do that. <laughs> I don't know. If it's, I mean, well, also because that's not. So, I don't need to like. It's such a silly word. It's, it's not silly. It is so silly. Maybe because it's so silly, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But I feel like people were just sort of like having such fun with it in all these articles, and I it really like stuck with me. I just think it's so funny. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is really. Cracking me open oh, here. thirst. Use thirst. Yeah. But well, I feel like thirsty is, is different. derogatory because it kind of implies that you're, like, not going to get what you want. Like, you already don't have it. To me, thirsty reads desperate. Thirsty reads desperate. Right. You Horny is a state of being. Yes. Thirsty. And it suggests that you can do something about it. Horny is, like, 
a preemptive state. Thirsty is like you're already past what you want and need. Yeah, you like get it. And you're about to set your thirst trap with your like sexy gram photo or yeah. whatever. Being like horned up is like a anticipatory state, and thirsty is like a dejected like. Okay, yeah. Actually, now the more I'm thinking about this, I kind of like the idea of it. I don't think I could ever say it. I just don't think I, I'm that person. Yeah, but I like the idea of reframing like thirstiness or like wanting like sexually wanting someone as like yeah like horned up yeah. for them because it's kind of like a more joyful state yeah and I think it's just sort of like it yeah it's kind of primal and kind of natural and you're just sort of like whatever this is how I feel you know what I used to say tell and me sometimes do still say like whatever is I uh, know I'm not kind of embarrassed I don't want to say it but I've come this far and now I have to say it yeah we're here now is that if you're feeling twirly Ooh. what do you think oh I love like, they make you feel twirly. Yeah. On the inside. Yeah. So, like, if I'm texting with someone and, like, or whatever, it just comes up, like, and I think that's just a little bit more gentle and more sort of, like, chit-chatty way to yeah. be, like, okay, like, I want to get some, like, I want to go out, I want to make out, like, yeah, I'm feeling twirly. Yes. Like, or it's, and it's sometimes, like, a weekend vibe. Like, if I'm, like, okay, like, what's up this weekend? I'm feeling kind of twirly. It means I want to go out, I want to meet some guys, I want to flirt, so twirly has a more all-encompassing, whereas I feel like horny is, like, that's just simple, below-the-belt state of being. Yes. I like it. Hot take. Hot take. All right, so, <laughs> B before D. Yep, B before D. And twirly, not horny. Yep. Twirly and horny. Twirly and horny. Not because, thirsty. Yeah, never thirsty, always hydrated, and, you know, go out there and get horned up, folks. <laughs> All right, that's it uh, for this episode. I'm Meg Collins, a style girlfriend. This is Taylor Davies. If you liked this, let us know. Um, we are actually trying to figure out a way to take your questions. Yeah. Because I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I think we need, like, an inbox, like, yes. ask SG at stylegirlfriend.com or something. Just yes, it could be. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't email that because that's not a real. That doesn't exist yet. Nope. Um, but once we figure it out, we'll let you know. So, want to share it with your friends and be like, these girls are just talking about being horny all the time. <laughs> that's totally fine. We're really good with false advertising. So, like, if people think that's what they're getting themselves into, you know, let's do it. Honestly, catfish everyone into listening to this podcast. It's true. Turtlenecks, blouses, horned up, twirled up, banter, hot takes. <laughs> It's kind of long for a catchphrase, but we're working on yeah. it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. What Talk can you ask? Soon. Yeah, you can ask. Sorry. Sorry, you have to recut. Can we <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to just give a clean cut to that. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes, except we're not on iTunes. We're on Anchor. We might be by the time this goes up. Yeah. All right. This is a really messy <laughs> outro.